worship team. Folks, you can take your seats this morning. Um, I don't know about you, but there's just something different about a baptism Sunday, isn't there? There's like an increase of, of expectation of what God is doing in and through his people. Um, and you know, this morning, church, this is really off the back of a series that we've been doing here at Carrick Nazarene called Foundations, where we've been exploring, well, the foundations of our Christian faith. And one of the bricks, if you like, in that foundation has been baptism. And so it's really off the back of that exploration about the simple things that Jesus has asked us to do. And, you know, in that series, we explored, you know, why we do baptism, what is baptism, what is it significant about it, what does it represent? And, you know, this morning, there's no need for us to necessarily have a whole message this morning about that, because in doing baptism in and of itself, in the guys in our church family going through the waters, that in and of itself is a message to each and every single one of us. And so we're going to do some recap this morning. Some of us might find it like that. But what we're going to do is think, okay, what is the message that these guys are sending us this morning? What is it that they're trying to tell us? Because this morning, church, just isn't about a message to the guys going through baptism. It's a message to each and every single one of us. So why don't we just take a moment before we come to God's word just to pray and ask his presence to be with us this morning. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for your presence here. Lord, we thank you for those who you love, for those who we love, who are going through the waters of baptism this morning. Lord, we pray that you would open our hearts to see you in the word today, that each of us will have left here different from how we came in, that we will have heard your voice, Lord Jesus, into every single one of our lives. Lord, bless the kids over in the sports hall. May little hearts open up to a great big God. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, folks. So here's the first part of the message that these guys are giving us this morning. See, baptism says, this is my story, okay? Um, Do you know what? I don't know about you, but baptism in many ways is the story of what Jesus has done for me and Jesus has done for me for you. You see, it's often why we invite people or encourage people to invite friends and family along, because Baptism Church is a physical illustration of a spiritual reality. It paints a picture of something that has already happened in our lives. It symbolizes how we've moved from death into life. Baptism is a symbol of Christ's burial and resurrection. See, church, our entrance into the water during baptism identifies us with Jesus' death on the cross, his burial in the tomb, and when we come out of the water, it represents his resurrection from the dead that one day for all who believe will experience too. And I love Colossians 2. I think Colossians 2, especially in the message paraphrase, really sums up what this moment is going to be all about. The Apostle Paul writes this, going under the water in baptism was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did in Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. But God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean, that old arrest weren't cancelled, and nailed 
to Christ's cross. See, church, in many ways, baptism is our story, past, present, and future. When we look to the past going into the water, it symbolizes our old selves quite literally dying with Jesus on the cross. When we come out of the water, it symbolizes that resurrection life three days later, that we also have been born into a brand new life with Jesus and the future resurrection. The church, no longer do we have to walk in sin and shame. No longer do we have to carry the weight of guilt, but rather Jesus has freed us to live a new life for him. But you know, church, when these guys come into the water and back out, and if you've had that experience too, you'll know, it's not saying that we're perfect, is it? It's not saying that now that we're baptized, I'm sinless, right? It's not saying that at all. Baptism simply says this, church, we know we haven't got it all together, but we're just imperfect people trusting in a perfect Savior. That's what baptism is all about. You know, folks, I understand if you're maybe here this morning and, and maybe you're not a believer, maybe you're not a, a follower of Jesus, or maybe once upon a time you were, but no longer are. I've heard this many a times where people will say, oh, but sure, is Christianity not just a bit of a crutch? It's not just something to lean on when life gets tough. Some of you will have heard of uh, an Anglican minister called J. John, really well known for his, his books and his, his talks. And he tells the story of how once he was at Oxford University giving a series of lectures all about the Christian faith. And when he had finished this series of lectures, a young student comes up to him and says, look, really appreciate what you've said. Um, I really got what you were explaining about Christianity. But in my opinion, Christianity is just a crutch. And J. John looks at him and says, well, if you broke both your legs... Would you appreciate a wheelchair to get around? And the guy says, yeah. He goes, okay, well, say, for instance, that you broke one of your legs. Would you appreciate a crutch to get around? And the guy says, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm a broken person, and so are you. In fact, I've never met anyone who wasn't broken in some way. And Jesus is the crutch who I lean on while he puts me back together again. And you know, church, there's someone here for you today. His name is Jesus. And no matter what brokenness you may have experienced in your life, no matter what brokenness you may have had in your heart over time, he's the one who gently and so carefully can help put us back together again. There's no brokenness in your life this morning that Jesus can't put his hand on. Here's the second part of the message that these guys are going to share with us. It simply says this, I belong to Jesus. Now, usually a character Nazarene, like most churches, if someone comes forward and they're, they're interested in baptism, normally what we would ask is, you know, um, well, why do you want to get baptized? You know, what's on your heart at the moment? And uh, when I was talking to Mitch, where is Mitch? Where's he been? There he is. You're usually in the balcony, Mitch. Just find you there. <laughs> Mitch gave me one of the best responses I've ever heard to that question. Do you remember what you said? I said, Mitch, why do you want to get baptized? You know, what's on your heart at the moment? And Mitch said to me, well, I don't do anything by half measures. And Mitch, we know you don't do anything by half measures, right? But I thought that was one of the best responses I've ever heard, to say that I don't want to follow Jesus with a half measure. I want to go all in with him. And church baptism is saying, no more half measures. I'm going all in with 
Jesus. I'm taking all that I am. I'm taking all that I have, and I'm going all in. The Apostle Paul in Romans 1 and 16 says this, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. Baptism church is about going all in. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm all in for him. But it can work the other way, can't it? Can you imagine if that happened at, say, a wedding ceremony? About two years ago, Chloe and I, like other couples in this church over the years, stood just there and gave vows to one another on our wedding day, right? Now, can you imagine if at the wedding and the minister, he turned around to me and he said, do you take Chloe to be your lawfully wedded wife? Can you imagine, church, if I went, I do, but let's not tell anybody about it, right? It would be a bit odd, wouldn't it? Can you imagine if it came to the presentation of the rings and I said, Chloe, I love you, really want to marry you, but let's not wear the rings. Let's not show anybody that we're married. In fact, let's just keep it between you and me. And at that moment, Chloe's hands would have been around my neck, closely followed by my mother-in-law, and then my mum, right? And rightly so, because what kind of love would that be? I love you, but I don't want to tell anybody. You know, church, true love is when we're not afraid for people to know about it. Rick Warren talks about baptism like this, that baptism is like the wedding ring of the Christian life. Now tell me this, church, and this isn't a rhetorical question, does this ring on my finger actually make me married? No. Okay. I'm married with or without it. But this ring on my finger tells everyone that I belong to someone. And church, baptism for these guys this morning is like putting on the wedding ring of their Christian lives. They're not afraid to let everyone know that they belong to someone and his name is Jesus. Here's a third and final part of their message this morning. This says, this is the new me. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says this, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. I don't know if you've, you've maybe heard me tell this story before, actually. Um, there was this fantastic uh, story that came out about a London businessman who wanted to purchase a warehouse in the center of London for his business, okay? Now, when he got to the warehouse, the thing was an absolute wreck, right? Windows were put in, there was rubbish everywhere, few fellas had broken in and put graffiti up and down the wall, the whole thing was just a mess. And the estate agent was trying to say to him, well, don't you worry, before you buy this, you know, we, we'll do it up and we'll patch this up here and we'll, we'll try to fix this window and we'll, we'll try to have it sitting near enough brand new when you come in to buy this. And the businessman looks at him and says, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not interested in the building. I'm not interested in the old structure. I'm interested in the site because I'm going to build something brand new. And church, this morning, in many ways, sometimes when we look at the Christian faith, it can be easy to feel like an old building that God's just trying to patch up a wee bit, fix a window here, fix a skirting board there, maybe put in a new door along the way. And it's like we're living our old life with just some patches on top. Do you remember when you were younger and you had, I don't know if they still do this, but the school trousers and you always had the backup patch, right? And your mum would iron it on in case of emergencies, yeah? It's a wee bit like that. Where we feel that Christianity is more of a patch up, but it's not, is it? 
Jesus promised that when he comes into our lives, he makes all things new. That the old has gone and the brand new has come. Jesus isn't interested in the old building. He wants to build something absolutely brand new in your life this morning. A new hope, a new faith, new life for each and every single one of us. Church, the baptism this morning says, I'm not who I was. This is now who Jesus has made me to be. Imperfect, but trusting a perfect Savior. Church, baptism this morning says so much to us. It says, this is the new me. It says, I belong to Jesus. And it says, this is my story. And what Jesus did for me, he can do for you. And if you're here this morning, and maybe you've never followed Jesus, or maybe once upon a time you used to, but you know your heart's far in the depth of your own heart this morning, that invitation is extended to you, that Jesus wants to welcome you home this morning also, and say, I want to make you brand new all over again. If you would like to know more about Jesus this morning, or more about the things of faith, Chloe and I will be about the altar, just hanging about after the service. We would love to chat with you, meet with you, and if you would like to do that, we'll be here after during tea and coffee. But in the meantime, church, we're going to move on to a very powerful moment and celebrate the baptism of Lauren, William, and Mitch. I'm going to say something. See when they come out of the water, big character Nazarene cheer. Amen? Amen. All right, let's do that. Church, in the meantime, why don't we stand together? We're going to pray over Mitch, Lauren, and William with that message in mind that, guys, when they go through the water, they're bringing each and every one of us a very special message this morning. Why don't we stand together? The worship team are going to come and lead us through one last song. Uh, and guys, the baptism guys, why don't you come just stand just here, just now, just before we sing the song. So when you come forward, you guys are going to take your seats in a moment anyway. Mitch, I'm loving this coat, man. <laughs> like Arsene Wenger. Come here. <laughs> and you stand there, really. Okay. Alrighty. Church, why don't we, as the guys begin to play and we, we sing our next song, why don't we pray for the team this morning? Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in and through Lauren, Mitch, and William. And Father God, as they go through the waters this morning, from the top of their heads to the tips of their toes, that Father, they would not only be soaked in H2O, but Lord, they would be soaked in your presence. That Lord, they would know the power of your spirit upon them this morning that, Lord, your plans and your purposes will prevail in their lives. And that, Father, we make the commitment as a church this morning to stand with them in life and to walk with them on the journey of knowing you, Jesus. Father, would you bless them in every manner of being this morning. Father, we want them to know that we love them and that, Father, heaven loves them this morning also. Lord, in every single way today, Lord, may you receive all the glory and all the honor through their lives. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Would you guys go take your seats? Jesus' blood. 
just now so as many of us can can see as possible and if the guys are happy enough just to keep playing there just as we as we baptize so mitch you're gonna need to take that coat off big man legs like me, it's all right. <laughs> no. Will we do a petition for the board to invest in a jacuzzi next time? Yeah, that could, that could work. Okay, let's see if you come all the way here, mate, and if you take a seat. Oh, turn, keep this way, mate. Turn this way. Good man. Take a wee seat for me. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. Maybe sit in your bum. Alan, you're going to share a few words. Yeah, and, uh, on. Are we on? Are we live? <laughs> Face this way, buddy. There you go. Okay, as he prepares himself here. Uh, first, I'd really like to welcome uh, Mitch's brother and his mother and his two nephews. It's great to see you here today. Like, thank you very much for coming along and everybody else that's here. Okay, so I'll, I'll say a few words about Mitch. <laughs> we all know Mitch as a lovable, cheeky chappy who sits up in the balcony. <laughs> He's no patience, no filter, but a heart of gold. And, and we've all grown to love him and care for him. Okay, so really life hasn't been easy for Mitch since his uh, motorbike accident as a teenager, but he's overcome a lot of challenges. Okay, so he comes to keep fit. He, uh, he volunteers in a local shop. He volunteers with the Buffs Club. And, of course, uh, he walks the legs of his dog every day while multitasking. Have you ever seen Mitch walking around, Carrick? Okay. So, but uh, all joke to the side, uh, Kim and I are really privileged to be here with him. You know, over the years, we've built up a great relationship with Mitch. So, uh, over the years, he's told me, Mitch, or Mitch has told me he's tried a few churches out over the years, okay? But this is his own words here. But Carrick Nazarene people are totally different. I don't know what he's trying to say there. Like, <laughs> and he feels, he feels something pulling him in and telling him this is where he belongs. He gets on well with everyone, and he's happy when he's here. Okay? And I think I can speak on behalf of the church as a whole. We are glad he has chose Carrick Nazarene and proud to see him getting baptized today. So Mitch asked me to read Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Um, as two people he holds in deep regard quoted this verse to him okay one being his partner in crime for Thursday morning phone calls Bobby Stevenson okay but uh, it says trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct my paths this verse instructs us to put all our trust in the Lord and not on your own understanding and to be Reliant on your, not on your own strength and knowledge, but the trust in the Lord. Mitchell, it's our prayer that you may always remember this day and may God's joy, love, and peace fill you through all your tomorrows. Amen. Amen. Okay, Mitch, turn yourself around, Mitty, this way. Good man. Can you squeeze a wee bit forward for me? Good man. Okay, do you want to cross your arms like this? And if you want to, Mitch, you can hold your nose. Okay. Mitch, 
Do you believe in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior of your life? I do. Mitch, on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. You okay? Yes, we hug. Lauren, okay. Okay. <clears throat> Lauren Hamill. I don't know if you have a middle name, but I've forgotten. Um, but I always call, I always call her Lauren Hamill. Um, for those of you actually that don't know, I have the absolute joy and privilege that Lauren interns with me three days a week. And uh, nine times out of ten, Lauren is teaching me so much more about what journeying with Jesus looks like than I will ever teach her. But Lauren, what a joy it is to be standing with you today. I, can, I honestly can't wipe the smile off my face if I tried. Some of the words and, and the phrases that come to mind whenever I think about you, Lauren, is you're an incredible leader, full of wisdom, integrity, and passion. You are crazy generous. You're a faithful friend, inspiring, strong and resilient, joyful, and the list could go on and on and on. And you're funny sometimes, just not as funny as me. Uh, <laughs> But Lauren, you always bring the laughs, the fun, the good conversations, as well as the caring, motherly heart that most of us need whenever we step into a conversation with you. And I count it a real privilege, not only to serve alongside you, but to call you a friend. I am so, so proud of you this morning and always, and Carrick Nazarene just wouldn't be the same without you in it. As I was praying for you, Lauren, the verse that came to mind was Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. Lord, I pray that as you continue your adventure with Jesus, that you would know his strength like no other. That he is protecting you with a shield and has your future in the palm of his hands. I pray that as you continue telling others about Jesus, that your song would only get louder and louder as those around you would begin to see and know the goodness of God despite what, what circumstances we are facing. And that's it, because we really love you and I'm really, really proud of you. So Lauren, it's okay to hold your nose if you want to. Do you believe in God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you trust in Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. Yeah, <laughs> okay, Lauren, on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
William. William's up the tallest in the church, so I don't know how this is going to see if he shimmy up a wee bit forward, mate. If we knock you out in that step, we're not culpable, okay? Well, this morning, William, um, it's William Robert Gordon. William was born 22nd of November 2022. A very special young man born into our lives. Um, we're very proud of you, William. We're proud of what you've achieved in your academic life but we are extremely proud of what you've achieved in your spiritual life and walk with God. We give you every blessing as your parents, your grandparents, and other visitors that are here this morning. We are so grateful to see every one of you. Um, unfortunately, some people can't be here this morning, William. Your granny and granddad send their best wishes um, and every blessing to you as well. I never normally stop for words. Um, the verse that William has chosen um, is 1 Corinthians 1, verse 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and do you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord of your life? William, on the confession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why do we, we stand together and uh, we're going to sing um, our last song together. And when the guys come out, make sure you give them a big hug. Yeah, if they're dry, that is. Um, but in the meantime, church, why don't we just put our hands together and just bless God one more time for what he's done, for what he's doing. Let's stand together, church, and we're going to sing our final song together. Yeah. 
This morning, just to be a reminder, please feel free to take a wee leaflet for the Nativity or for the Advent. Um, but also, if you can't make it to the breakfast on the Nativity, free church breakfast for all the church family, more than welcome to invite people as well. But if you can't make it, the service still starts at 11 as usual. That's Sunday the 4th of December. Um, and in the meantime, church, uh, please feel free to hang back at a tea, coffee, donuts, some sweet treats over there. I would love to talk and meet with you. If you'd like to know more about Jesus and the things of faith, um, Chloe and I are going to be here after if you'd like to chat. Or if you've been attending Carrick Nazarene for the first time or maybe for a few weeks or, or months and you would like to talk about making Carrick Nazarene your church home, we'd love to talk to you also. But in the meantime, church, if you're a guest, what we normally do is we read the grace together from the words of the Apostle Paul and we read it all together as one family. So why don't we close our service with those words. May the grace... And we all said, Amen. Amen. Church, God bless you.